It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Folks, welcome to Take It To The Max Sports. We are here tonight with... Our fellow co-workers, Brother Bob and Jason, who's working the cameras. We'll skip all the quick niceties. Got a lot to get to. I'm with my trusty cohort, my personal sports Svengali, Max Arandondo. Max, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Well, you know, it's a, a adult setting, so how about an adult beverage? Absolutely. Cheers, right. my friend. Cheers right. to Cheers. the... Cheers. And as always, folks, drink responsibly if you're going to drink. Absolutely. Is this tea? <sighs> Tasty. Hard knocks. It's like a nightmare that won't go away. <laughs> I keep watching it and I keep wondering why. And I can't get through it. I can't get through hard knocks. I tried. Any thoughts on the last one? Yeah, well, um, with hard knocks right now, one of the things that I've noticed is a little bit of the discipline where you, you see Tank Lawrence uh, trying to kind of discipline the team a little bit in a way of where he wants to be more of a leader, uh, one of the guys that is going to go out there kind of like the old guys back in the 90s, like Michael Irving, uh, Troy Aitman, Emmett Smith. You can see him trying to do that. We need more of that, especially on the offensive end. Uh, may, maybe Amari Cooper, he's a silent uh, leader, but – Maybe Dak needs to take over that role a little bit, uh, be a more professional leader. Uh, with hard knocks this year, it's, it's kind of hard to watch a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I Again, I'm trying to watch it. What what I took from the last episode is it really reminds me of uh, they were kind of goofing on the coaches. I, I don't think that they really take the – some of the coaches, I don't think they're really being taken serious. Uh, I just don't see any discipline on the team. Uh, it's concerning if you're a Cowboys fan. You know, you mentioned something about skins on the wall. Can you, uh, we had talked earlier today. Yeah, you know, one of the things that when Jimmy Johnson was there, Jimmy Johnson and uh, Jerry Jones in the beginning would bring their uh, practices to San Antonio, and you could see them with Dave Wanstad, uh, you know, Butch Davis and all the coaches. So I think they need to have more leadership on the back end with the coaches as well. No, I totally agree, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I know they made some quarterback moves right now. I guess uh, uh, Gilbert's out. Yeah. He got picked up by New England today. The Patriots, yeah. Bill Belichick picked him up, which is actually a pretty good move. Uh, I was a little surprised with that. I thought it would have been more of Cooper, uh, Cooper Rush, or, you know, uh, of course, they brought the other guy back, uh, Danucci. They cut him, but they brought him back and put him on the practice squad. But I thought that it was going to be a little bit more of Garrett Gilbert being the second person behind um, Dak. But it was surprising to see. But, I mean, as soon as they cut Garrett Gilbert, who picks him up? Bill Belichick. So he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. I, I didn't necessarily see the talent there, but I guess Bill does. And he's a genius and I'm not. <laughs> Speaking of geniuses, I'm getting a phone call. I'm getting a call in my ear. There's a phone call coming in? Yeah. Oh man, did did we not disconnect that phone line? No, no, I can still hear it ringing. No. Hello, uh, let me get that real quick. Hello, is this uh, is this Jerry Jones? Hello, I think it's still he's still there. Is it? Hello, 
Yes. Hello. Is this taken to the Max Sports? Yes, it is. Is this Max? Yes, it is. Yes, sir. Nice, n- nice talking with you. You always need to quit knocking hard knocks. I worked hard with HBO producers to create a fake storyline and showcase my amazing stadiums. Yeah, I apologize. I'm sorry about that, Jerry. It just seems like there's no uh, discipline uh, on the team like there used to be back in the 90s when those Super Bowls were being won. Damn it, son. Would you rather have a Super Bowl-winning coach like Jimmy or a friendly I-want-to-be-your-friend coach like McCarthy? Well. (laughs) Uh, I don't mean to cut you off. I got to go get some potato chips. Potato chips? Yes, he gets hungry when he's on the sideline. So I need to get him some soda and chips and salsa. I got to go. Good evening to you. Have a good evening, sir. That was Jerry Jones. Hey, Max, I'm cutting the phone line. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got to make sure. I don't know how you got what? through. <laughs> can you can you put the camera? You know, I met the man 20 years ago in a bar in Dallas. Uh-huh. I told you the story. I don't even get to ask him a question. I, I got to wear his ring. I just wanted to tell him how cool that was. You wore his ring? I, I wore his ring. Remember the story? Oh, I yeah, that's you? right. That's right. He that's told right. me everybody kisses his ring. I got to wear it. <laughs> anyway. Well, he's busy right now picking up chips and hot sauce. Well, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, speaking of Bill Belichick, let's talk about uh, the release. Cam Newton. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton. I mean, um, I think we we talked about that uh, a couple of shows ago where we were talking about uh, Mac Jones stepping up and taking over the position. And Cam Newton, it just seems that he's, he needs to take football serious, and this is probably yeah. something where uh, – I think that was his career. Yeah. Uh, he needs to start taking it a little more serious. I'm talking about football. Um, you know, he's focusing a lot on his businesses, you know, c- cigar uh, bars that he has, fashion and all that, and I get it. But uh, when is he going to really take it serious and put football first? And this is probably his last shot where I think, you know, the first two, three games of the season, someone's going to need a quarterback. If if Cam, excuse me, wants to step up, then Cam needs to take it serious and see what he can do. Because uh, as you can see, his career, it's pretty much going to be going down the toilet if he doesn't make a decision pretty quick. Yeah. Do you actually see Cam accepting any role as a backup with any other team? It depends if it's the right team and it's a playoff team. I think he would. Okay. And do you see him getting vaxxed? Uh, they tried to say that wasn't an issue, but. See, I, I don't know where the NFL right now um, is really, they can't say, look, you have to get vaccinated. I understand that, but it's one of those things where Bill Belichick was a still, he was a little disappointed where last year Cam missed multiple games because he wasn't vaccinated and, and he did get COVID. And that I think sometimes uh, will make a decision for you. So if he, if he wants to continue his career and have a strong career, which I think he probably has about three or four good years in him, maybe he should. There's something to think about. Yeah. I mean, he really has to stop the, uh, the chicanery on the field. Um, I, I think, I think when Belichick and, and a lot of people said it, he was being a team player, but I think the final straw was when he was running down the sidelines to Mac Jones to kind of overdo the celebration of whatever Mac Jones had done on the field. And again, it was bringing attention to himself unnecessarily. 
I don't consider really a team player move. It was more of a uh, kind of a dick move, if you want to put it plainly. And I just think at that point, Belichick had said, you know, this guy's not our future. I know Belichick has had some regrets in the past, not just taking Brady from the get-go. And I think he said when, when Brady first joined the league, you know, Brady didn't start immediately. And I think right now Belichick's like, I'm not going to make this mistake. I think this kid's ready. He had a phenomenal, I'm talking about Matt Jones, yeah. had a phenomenal preseason. Uh, very Brady-esque in his approach to uh, the team concept and and uh, just being a solid team player. Uh, I predicted it, and I think we're going to roll tape, where I had said, mark my words, he will be the starter. Um, Belichick, this is the genius of Belichick, you know. Um, he knows how to put players in the best position to succeed. So he hasn't really come out named a starter, but mark my word, Mac Jones will be the starter for the New England Patriots come the first week of the season. Um, yeah, they, so we got it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm like a clock. I'm I'm right maybe twice a day. Twice a day. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Bill Belichick's mindset now is, you know what? He has his next time, Tom Brady, excuse me, for the next 10 years. So here we go. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Watch out for the Patriots. <clears throat> so you remember a guy named Dennis Rodman? Yes, I do remember Dennis Rodman. Well, Mr. Rodman is coming out with a movie. I guess he needs some more attention. Um, apparently, the movie is going to be based on the three or four days he disappeared in Vegas during the uh, Bulls championship run. Any thoughts on uh, Rodman? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that that was when uh, Michael Jordan went to Phil Jackson and said, look, uh, Dennis is uh, pretty tense. He needs to relax. And he's, Michael Jordan spoke with uh, Dennis and uh, pretty much told Phil Jackson that Dennis Rodman during the playoffs was going to fly to Vegas, uh, spend a day there, and then fly back and play the game. Uh, you know, Dennis Rodman uh, went gambling, drinking, smoking cigars. Uh, for us, I mean, that we would need rest and, and make sure that we had plenty of it. Uh, drink water, relax a little bit. But not Dennis. That's what made him great. <laughs> it's something only Dennis could do. But it worked for him. And, and now looking back at it, I think they should have done it a little bit sooner with Dennis. Well, Dennis... <laughs> Well, Dennis is like a rooster. He's always crowing. <laughs> He's always crowing. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, I remember Dennis was always kind of a loose cannon, but he was kind of a controlled loose cannon when Coach Daly was his coach in Detroit. Mm -hmm. And Daly. he really started all shenanigans. I don't think you remember, but back when he was a spur for that brief period of time, he mm -hmm. dated Madonna. Yeah, I remember that. And during the Madonna period, he started wearing the outlandish outfits, the hair, and uh, – Rumor has it that Madonna said, you know, your career in basketball is just a brief season, but, you know, you can market yourself in other ways. So, and obviously he's done that because he's been out of basketball, what now, close to 20 years, mm -hmm. and we're still talking about him. But um, I got Dennis for, you know, I've always, I always have a story from Dallas. You want to hear my, yeah. you've heard my Drew Pearson story. Mm -hmm. You've heard my um, Jerry Jones story. And I've got a Dennis Robbins. Would you like to hear that one? Absolutely. So I'm in a uh, uh, bar in Dallas, circa 1998, um, having an adult beverage. 
<laughs> and you know, when you're in a crowded setting, when you kind of see a bustle in a certain area, mm -hmm. especially in Dallas, you assume either it's a bar fight or someone's come in that's important. You know, I, I see that a lot when I go out. And sure enough, there's uh, two big burly body bodyguards. They come walking through this tight area. The crowd's kind of part. They open up a little um, seat for him to sit in. Dennis Rodman takes a seat and just starts ordering drinks. And his two bodyguards turn around, and they're just like this. Huh. And he's not talking to anybody. I managed to kind of mosey my way through, and I said, uh, I said to one of the bodyguards, I said, two bodyguards? And <laughs> the only thing the bodyguard said to me goes, He's tired of getting sued. So. <laughs> well, that's Dennis. For that's you, my man. Dennis Rodman story, and it's probably true. Good. I hope is uh, what is it? A movie that he's coming out with? Coming out with a movie. All right. Well, I hope it does well for him because it sounds like he might need some money. So. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need is another movie with a bunch of basketball players. How did Space Jam Legacy do? Well, <laughs> not too well. Not too well. <laughs> so hopefully this one is a little bit better. Let's uh, change subjects here. We're going to talk about the comeback player of the year in the NFL. I'd like to make some predictions. Who okay. Do, who do you think it's going to be? Well, first of all, let me tell you, the Vegas has set odds, of course. I think Prescott's the favorite, but they also have McCaffrey. They have um, Barkley for the Giants, Mixon for the Bengals. Mm -hmm. But I got one that they don't have. Okay, who's that? I have got... Jameis Winston. Okay, that's a good one. I think that he's going to have a really good year. I've watched some preseason games. He has some talented receivers. I know New Orleans is going through some adversity right now with the hurricane. I believe they're up in Dallas. But I really like the way he's played. They like him enough that they, they dropped the backup, uh, Simeon, who reports are, reports are he may even trail for Dallas. I don't know. But um, that's that's my pick. I, I like that's Winston. a good pick. I know that um, with the with the head coach working with him and in him sitting behind Drew Brees a little bit. Remember, this is a guy that almost threw, or I think he did throw years back, uh, almost fifty touchdowns. His interceptions were quite high as well. But if he can bring those down, uh, he can have a good season. My guy is going to be Christian McCaffrey. I mean, this guy uh, catches more balls than any other running back out there. Uh, he's basically a receiver playing in the backfield. And then when he is in the backfield, he's one of the best runners out there. Uh, comes from great uh, pedigree from his dad. Uh, he's going to have a good year. I, I see him doing a lot. He's going to take that next step. And I think Carolina is a team that you might want to watch out for Carolina. They got a great coach. I'm not just saying that because uh, he was the uh, Baylor coach a couple of years ago. Uh, this is a good guy and Christian McCaffrey. And I think he's going to have a good year. Yeah, I can't dispute that one. Um, that that's a good pick, Max, for a beer. For a beer. Winston, and I've got uh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah, there you go. good pick. Do you think uh, Vegas has Prescott? I mean, do you think if he stays healthy with the receiving core he got, that he he's in contention for this thing? Well, when we say comeback player of the year, like you're you're bringing up Winston. Winston is going to carry that team. He does have weapons, but when you look at the Cowboys, uh, three great receivers. Good, good, good tight end. Great running back. Does Dak have to do it all? No. Winston, he's got to do the majority of it. Christian McCafferty is going to have to do all of it pretty much. So I think 
Prescott's kind of going to be that third person that you're going to look at for comeback player of the year. As long as he stays healthy, he can do great things for the Cowboys, but I think it's going to be more Winston and McCaffrey, but I think it's going to be McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree. Well, we're going to switch gears and wrap up the show with, you know, the Power Five college football. We know who those conferences are. It's back. College football is back. It's back, baby. I have no idea what the highest state score is. You know, go Buckeyes, OH. I'm going to say right now, just a quick score on my Buckeyes, that they're up. They'll win that game 48 to 17. Do we, do we know what the score is right now? Anyone know what the score is? For the Buckeyes? Hold on a second. Let me see. Let me let me pull up a. No worries. Or brother Bob's pulling that up. Real time yeah. news feed. All right. <laughs> well, why don't we go through with the ACC first? Okay, sure. Oh, hold on. Ohio State is beating Minnesota 10 0. Most importantly, though, the Citadel is losing. But just just by a small margin to Coastal Carolina, thirty-eight to nothing. Hmm. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they were good last year. <laughs> They're good this year. So watch out if you if you if you have them on the schedule. What quarter is the uh, Buckeye game in? Uh, Buckeye game, eleven uh, twenty-one in the second. Okay. okay. All right, we're gonna go with the ACC. Um, you want to go first, or sure? Uh, of course, I got I got Clemson. Clemson okay. will will win that. I have. Out of the Atlantic, I have Clemson winning that. But out of the ACC Coastal Division, I have North Carolina. Mac Brown, uh, I think uh, with his team coming back, he's got a lot of returning starters. Uh, it's going to be close. I wouldn't be surprised if North Carolina takes that this year. But I think Clemson, Clemson still has a lot of talent. So I'm going to give it to Clemson. But watch out for North, North Carolina and Mac Brown. Well, I agree. My sleeper team in that conference is FSU. Uh, they have a tough schedule. I think they're ranked 10th toughest schedule right now in college football. Um, they have a lot of returning starters. They got uh, they got to get better on special teams. The coach is a second-year coach. Uh, but I see a lot of reasons for optimism with FSU. They've been off the, uh, the championship radar for quite a while. It may have been as long as well. We talked about Bobby Bowden went like 98, maybe. Mm-hmm. Since they last won, 93 or 98. So it's been a while. Yeah, and and, and I think it's going to be an emotional year for FSU. They're going to do a lot of commemorating and, you know, having a lot of Bobby Bowden stuff running around. So it might be an emotional year for the kids. Yeah, so hopefully that adrenaline. But that's my sleeper uh, pick in the the ACC. Yeah, who do you have in the Pac-10? Pac-10, I've got Oregon. Okay. In the North Division, I, I also have Oregon. I mean, until somebody beats them. But in the South Division, I'm gonna. Ha- I have Arizona State. This is a Herm Edwards. I think it's it's pretty much his last year if he doesn't do something uh, to to make sure that he can win this conference. He, he has a lot of returning starters, especially his quarterback. Um, I'm gonna go with Oregon. But again, like as I mentioned earlier, watch out if or- uh, Arizona State kind of jumps up there and takes the uh, the conference. But I'm gonna go with Oregon. Okay, my sleeper team, and again, this is a team that may not win, but but they're going to significantly improve. And people will be like, wow, I didn't expect that kind of year from them. Mine's going to be Oregon State. They are led on defense by uh, Jaden Grant. He's a great defender. I see him being a potential uh, second, first, uh, third-round pick in the NFL. So mm-hmm. that'll be my sleeper team, Oregon State and the, uh, the Pac-10. We have a question uh, from a gentleman from uh, Dwight. Uh, he is sending us a question, and he's asking, how is Jackson State going to do with Deion Sanders? Um, 
Sorry, it's Coach Sanders. Coach You're Sanders. right. It is Coach Sanders. I apologize Come on, Dwight. for that. Show some um, respect. Coach Sanders. <laughs> it's Coach Sanders. Uh, how do you think Jackson State's going to do? You think he turns him around? You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know a lot about the program. I mean, he's going to bring that. Um, Great question. Yeah, he's going to bring credibility, obviously. Yeah. But, but my question is, could Michael Jordan be a great coach? You know, could uh, when, when you've got great players, they don't necess- necessarily translate into great coaches. Well, one of the things that's being uh, discussed right now at Jackson State, because Deion Sanders does have a lot of ex-coaches that were in the NFL coaching with him, he's trying to find out if they still have eligibility. And if they do, then they can probably win some games. But until then, until that information gets back to him as far as eligibility for the coaches that he has, I don't see them turning on, <laughs> turning that program around and doing well. So uh, is Jackson, Jackson State going to win more than five games? I don't think so. Well, I mean, he either has a great year or it's going to be a. Hey, folks, uh, I'm just going to cut in here and apologize. I gave Drew a sound pad for, for this for the first week, and I don't know if we're going to bring it back next week because, uh, okay. yeah, he's kind of hurting our ears. All right. We, <laughs> we could do a whole show on this sound pad. Let's go to the Big 12. <laughs> Who do you have winning the Big 12? <laughs> oh, man. I have Oklahoma. Okay. So uh, until I... somebody can beat Oklahoma, <laughs> I, they're going to win it. And I actually have Oklahoma going to the yeah. uh, the playoffs. Yeah. 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 Too. Okay. Definitely have them. All right. Well, let's go to the uh, SEC. Well, let me ask, well, okay. so you have a most improved uh, team. Most improved? Uh, well, that's my next one. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, in that division? Uh, no, in the next division. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, with, the, with the Southeast Conference uh, and the West, uh, I don't have Alabama this year. So I have Texas A&M. Uh, the reason why, circle this date, well, no, October. Max, can, I, can I interrupt for just a moment? Well, October 9th. Okay. Well, in the Big 12, you said Oklahoma, but I think the most improved team is going to be TCU. Okay. You've got Gary Patterson. They've mm-hmm. got a great running back in this Evans kid, mm-hmm. although he got suspended mm-hmm. in the first game. But look for uh, TCU to turn their program around. That's just – I just want to mention my most improved. Okay. But, well, uh, going back most improved that, that I have in the SEC is going to be A&M October 9th. Okay. They, they actually host Alabama. I think this is the year they beat Alabama in College Station. And Jim Jimbo Fisher is going to take it to the next step. They win that. They're going to win the division. And in the East, I have Georgia. But I have Georgia and Texas A&M playing in the championship with Texas A&M winning the conference. So you kind of have to step out there a little bit. I don't like that, A, let's go ahead and take Alabama every single year. I think it's one of those where let's see what Texas A&M can do this year. Yeah, but it's it's almost a case that you don't bet against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I don't know if I'd bet against Alabama. And just so people know, we're going to pin this prediction October fourteenth, we're going to come back and see and see what that what that prediction panned out to be. Giga Maggie's. Well, uh, fact check me, but I believe it's in the twenties, probably twenty four, twenty five, and oh, uh, Nick Saban record against former coaches mm-hmm. that have been under him. So if Jimbo Fisher can pull that off. That'll be quite an accomplishment. Yeah, what? defense wins games, and they're playing in College Station, and their defense is back. So wrecking crew. Drew, what what, what did you think that record was? Uh, I thought it was like twenty five and zero. You're pretty darn close. It's twenty three and zero. 
Man, see, I'm telling you, I'm almost right. I'm close. You tried to flag me, Brother Bob. But... No, I didn't. I was just making sure we got it right. <laughs> I'm giving you credit. Okay, next week, we're not giving you that. All right, let's go. We're taking it back. <laughs> the Big Ten. Big Ten. OH. Mm-hmm. IO. So you have Ohio State? Oh, most definitely. Okay. In the West Division, I have Wisconsin. And in the East Division, I have, well, that's the East. In the East Division, I have um, Jim Harbaugh. I have him uh, doing it this year uh, with Michigan. I think they beat Ohio State, and I think Michigan wins the Big Ten this year. Did he just say Jim Harbaugh does it this year? Yeah. I'm not going to hit it again. (laughs) Yeah, what is enough? Harbaugh's going after this year. Michigan's had enough. Uh, we beat them pretty badly um, when we play them, I think. Yeah, but just like you saying, you're a clock that's right twice a day. I mean, even the sun shines on a dog's butt at least <laughs> once in their life. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because he's, he's due. He's due. He is due. And, and if he doesn't do it, I think he's probably going to be an assistant or something in the NFL next year. Yeah. And I when think he, Urban Meyer said it best. Uh, was it in Hard Knocks where he walks up to the head coach of the Cowboys and the Cowboys head coach says to him, hey, how's it going? Uh, a little bit different than, than college. And Urban Meyer's like, oh, yeah, I don't have to do recruiting. I don't have to do conferences. This I don't have to do the phone. I don't have to do press. I don't have to do alumni. I don't. Yes. And, uh, yeah. and we're getting a landslide of responses. I asked if we should keep the sound pad. And I have my own feelings on it. But apparently the people love the sound pad. So we're All keeping right. the sound pad. <laughs> well, let's do this one. Oh, God. Well, yeah, he wanted to blow it up. Thank you. So we're not going to blow it up, Brother Bob. That's for Bob. We will not blow it up. Thank you. We're glad you all like that. Uh, Indiana. They're going to be my sleeper team. Okay. Uh, they they actually beat Penn State last year, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a that was a huge win. They're getting a lot of returning starters, and I just think they have a lot of depth, and they could be a sleeper team coming out of the Big Ten. We'll see what they can do. It'll be interesting. I mean, this is uh, something where college football this year has uh, a lot of players that are going to be coming back from from COVID last year. So it'll be exciting. Uh, I can't wait. Uh, this Saturday, who do we have? We have Alabama against Miami, and then yeah. we have Virginia – not Virginia, but Georgia and Clemson. Real quick, so, on the yeah. Georgia-Clemson. Mm-hmm. Um, did we miss that? Did I say Georgia earlier? No, we didn't do predictions for this Saturday, but I, I think on that one, I think it's going to be Clemson. I think Georgia will have one loss going into the uh, in, after the first game. I, I so you like Clemson in that game? Yeah, I'm going to take Georgia. Okay. Georgia's got their quarterback coming back. They got a lot of starters. Georgia is actually my sleeper team. I can see them playing for the national championship this year. Okay. Guys, it's going to be a great, exciting year of college football. We're going to talk a lot of NFL. It's coming right around the corner. We're going to have some bold predictions. Max, it's been a great show. Great show. And we're going to make sure we uh, disconnect that line uh, just in case Jerry calls next week. Yeah, these celebrity calls are getting out of control. Do you, a few admin notes. We're going to move up the time of our pod starting next week to 7.30. So we're going to bump it up because Max just has to get home and watch football. It's going to be starting on uh, 
Thursday nights. He wants to get home for that. Yep, Thursday night. Who do we get next week on Thursday night? It's the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh. So yeah. I expect the Cowboys. I expect him to play about two quarters of good football and two quarters of cowboy football. I, yeah. I, yeah, it's so real quick prediction. What do you think the score that game will be? Uh, that game will be 34, 31. Okay. I think, uh, Brady's nice. He steps off the break in the fourth quarter. They win 38 to 21. Dallas gets a cheap touchdown with two minutes left to make it semi-close, but it'll be 38-21 Tampa Bay. Okay, and uh, next week I'm also going to have – we have a subscription to BetQL, so we'll also be talking a little bit about kind of where the money is on the games and stuff. That would be cool. Yeah, I was actually looking at the the Georgia-Clemson game, and most of the money is sitting on Clemson. 62% of the money right now is going over to Clemson. Okay. So that's something we're going to talk about next week. Keep in mind um, with with Vegas and everything, the numbers aren't really 100% just because of COVID and everybody doing the transfer uh, portals, everybody coming back, the kids that opted out. And there's This year is going to be a little bit different, so I'm excited about those numbers next week. Yeah. Well, guys, we look forward to seeing you next week. As always, it's been a blast. Please do us a favor. If you like our show, we're independent. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. It really helps us out. Right there. Okay? Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, guys. Stay safe.